y'all what's up y'all already know who it is y'all already know what it is and welcome to the sassy and save podcast for those of you who are joining us for the first time i will do the formalities my name is Teresa, and i am the host of the sassy and save podcast what's up real talk nation it is february and how are y'all holding up are y'all minding y'all business are y'all shedding up come on sis you better be shedding up listen we are in the month of love love is in the air uh, uh, love is in the air. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Come on, somebody. I hope to see y'all on, on Instagram with your bouquets and your booze. Maybe a couple proposals. Some people are going to the next level of the relationship. Hopefully with no dollar and niggas, of course. Anyways, we have us a new series starting here at the Sassy and Save podcast called When Purpose Meets Purpose. Just to give you a little background about this series, um, I just feel like we are in a generation, a season, a time, especially as young millennials, as Christians, where we are all about hustling, getting our money and things like that. But I do believe that a lot of us still believe in love and a lot of us do want to get married and be with one person for the rest of our lives. Am I right with that assumption? But I do feel like, I feel like there's a lack of conversation of how and what it is like to get through each stage. What it is like to go from single to being in courtship as a Christian millennial, to go from being in courtship to being engaged as a Christian millennial, and to go from being engaged to being married as a Christian millennial. There's a lot of teachings on it, you know, Ruth and Boaz and da 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 da, work on yourself, that man will find you, it's gotta be purpose, and all of those formalities that we've heard for years and years and years. But there's a lack of real, honest, and raw, authentic conversation of what it's actually like to live it. And so, you know, here at Sassy and Save Podcast, our slogan, our logo is Real Talk. Real Real topics real people and so of course I had to bring in some real people to talk to us from every stage of life one courting one engaged and one married couple to spill some of the real tea on what it's like to be in such season so today we have two very special people Elginai and Moses they are currently engaged and getting ready for their wedding in August of this year congratulations guys to talk to us on what it's like to be engaged, what it's like to be in that in-between stage, having passed courtship and just about to be married. Some of the challenges, the fears, the lessons, and everything in between. So if you're with it, let's talk about it. So today I'm here with two very special people, Elginai and Moses, that are here to talk to us about their courtship and their transition to being engaged. Right now they're in the in-between stage. They have passed the stage of courtship and they're about to get married. So I think they can give us a little bit of tips and help on how to navigate that season. Can you guys introduce yourself, please? Yeah. Hi, I'm Elginai. Uh, engaged to Moses. Getting married pretty soon, so I'm excited. Can't wait for the day to come. <laughs> I'm excited to be here and talk about what it's been for us so far. Hi, I'm Moses. Uh, engaged to Elginai. <laughs> um, I live in Quebec City. Also very excited to get married. Um, it's been an interesting journey, so I can't wait to share it with you guys. And uh, it's an honor for me to be here, actually. I've listened to a few episodes, and I'm very happy oh, to be here. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why don't we start by you guys telling us a bit, like, your age, your background, like, individually, like, what you guys do, occupation, if you're... Yeah, for sure. So I am 24, yeah, 24 years old. Uh, I currently work uh, as a banking advisor for the Royal Bank mm-hmm. here in Ottawa. Um, I've been in Canada for about five years now, originally from Congo, so, mm-hmm. yeah, anything else you want to know? No, you're good. Yeah? <laughs> okay. 
I am 26 years old. I work for a uh, medical technology company called Becton Dickinson. Uh, I do support for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing it for maybe five years now. And uh, also, I, uh, I go to church, obviously, uh, youth director, and serve in the church. Proud to do so. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so tell us a bit about your journey. Like, how did you guys meet? Now you guys are about to get married, you're engaged. So how does the beginning of the story go? Where does the story start? Set us up. If you can remember, I know it's so long yeah. ago, but long ago, try. Like five, four years ago, five years ago. I think it was, it was like October, five years ago. October 2013. Yeah. It was at the retreat, the Believers Retreat, retreat at church. So I go to the Ottawa branch mm-hmm. and he goes to the Quebec branch. And so we had the Believers Retreat happening October 2013 and both uh, Ottawa and Quebec were attending that retreat so that's when we met but we didn't talk to each other at that retreat we did not <laughs> we did not yeah we so you guys were just looking at each other or yeah, am I jumping I ahead remember okay, cool. I was there and I saw him I remember noticing him and the reason why I noticed him is because of how because he's two of your sisters were there yeah. yeah two of your sisters were there so like just how he was behaving with his sisters mm. but then I liked it I was like oh that's such a nice big brother like mm-hmm. it was just that was the only thing I noticed, and that's how I remember seeing him for the first time I don't think we talked to each other did we no we didn't say anything to each other uh it was until the next retreat the advanced retreat actually okay that's when things kind of uh, started clicking uh we had like a few conversations mm-hmm. I kind of I was really attracted to her like personality mm-hmm. the way she was uh like calm and the way she conducted herself was mm-hmm. just well it made me curious mm-hmm. so you know we kind of started talking and uh yeah that, that's how everything started yeah that's funny because like at that advanced retreat that was in may may 2014 i guess yeah everybody like all of my friends were like saying oh yeah we see you and, and moise like <laughs> like something's going on and we're like uh, there's nothing like i just saw this guy that's like interesting i don't know it was it was just a weird beginning what was funny though is on our way back from the retreat you remember when for some reason and i don't think anybody else should do this i sat on the bus because <laughs> there was a bus taking us back to the city i sat on the bus and instead of going back to sit with my friends I decided to sit alone, hoping that he would sit next to me, and <laughs> so, praying that he would sit next to me. You strategically <laughs> positioned yourself. Pretty much, because if he did not sit next to me, it would have been, yeah, it would have been really, really sad, but yeah. He sat next. He sat next. So he caught it in the spirit. That's a man of God. That's a man of God right there. Yeah, he sat next to me, and then yeah, the whole ride back to the city, we were just talking to each other. Like, um, it was actually really interesting because he took. It took his phone, gave it to me, and it's like, okay, put in all your contact info. Wow. Like name, address, date of birth. Just like that? Phone <laughs> Do you remember all that? I don't know. It was really weird now that I think about it. Was, <laughs> like, who does that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that's how we're doing it. So I gave him my phone. I'm like, okay, you do the same thing too. So, yeah, that's how we got each other contact information. Yeah. And then after that, we only saw each we didn't even talk on the phone that often or even text at all. Yeah. It was, but that was because it's, it was your problem. You, you didn't like 
you weren't good at communicating via phone. I really wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was like, you know, just short conversations here and there. Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? How's everything and everything? And then, you know, a joke here and there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it would kind of just uh, die off. And then, like, maybe a few months later, uh, another, like, short conversation and everything. So, you know, it wasn't really like, uh, like, oh, we're constantly talking and everything. I think it was just, like, um, I would say, like, for me at least, it was, like, just not uh, not trying to rush it, just let it happen naturally, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess that with not being good at texting was. <laughs> but um, it, it was only at events that would, like, we would see each other, let's say the youth, convention. Uh, youth convention, mm-hmm. um, Eastern convention, things like that. And we would have like a little bit longer conversations, like trying to get to know each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like, at least for me, I don't know about you, but it, w- it was just like, for me, it was just like this interesting girl that like I kind of want to get to know more about. But it, I wasn't necessarily like thinking about, oh, like I really want to date her or anything. It was mm-hmm. just someone interesting that I, yeah. I enjoy, you know, spending my time with and yeah. getting to know. And so, yeah, that's that's how, uh, that's how I started. It was interesting because every time we saw each other at those youth conventions and other events throughout the year, like the converse, the conversations would just click as if we were, we had been talking to each other for so long. Yeah. Like, I remember this one time, like we took a walk, like we went to some store, like I don't even know why we went to that store, but like we were just walking and like we were just talking to each other like we had known each other for so long. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was really nice and it was interesting because like I would take time to think about like how is it so easy to just talk to him and like being the kind of person that I am doesn't like talk that much. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning and then how did we get together? So... Uh, sometime in October, I don't know when in October. Um, I think what it was year? 2013, I believe. No, 2013 is when we met at the reunion. Oh, no, no, not 2013, <laughs> how like I don't know what's going on because like the guy's not really clear with like but like the conversation's always nice mm-hmm. so I think she kind of got fed up she's like okay Actually, I'm over it pre- <laughs> preface to that before that there was the 24-hour prison worship okay yeah. and like at that point the chemistry was like I think one of her friends asked if we were together oh wow just based off that so like it was kind of uh, you know it was there was a lot of chemistry going on for sure and I think, you know, from there, the conversations kind of got a little more, uh, um, I guess, regular, regular yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're in this limbo space where we don't know, like, hey, like, are we dating? Are we, you know, like... Yeah, that weird confusion space. But, yeah, so she gets fed up. She takes my phone, calls him, and she's like, Aljun, I have something to say to you. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm like, okay, I guess I have to talk. So I remember I take the phone, go in my room, sit on the floor, and then I don't remember exactly what I said, but basically it was like, uh, I think I I like you or have feelings for you. I can't remember what I said, and I need to know like what it is for you because I need to know if I, I should just like 
move on mm-hmm. or like keep dwelling on this and then you told me I can't talk right now I'll call you tomorrow <gasps> at this time oh my goodness <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know, but like it was nice about it. Like it wasn't like cold or anything. Like so, that. did so you like, spend the whole night like thinking? Oh my yes, god, does I he hate me? Does he not? I spent the whole night thinking about it. Oh my god, it was really awful because um, the next day I had to. I had. I was at school. I was studying. I think it was during exams time or something like that. But obviously, I wasn't really focusing on whatever I was yes. studying because I'm like this one conversation <laughs> that's about to happen at this time. I don't know what's gonna come out of it. So yeah, so the next day I'm at school studying. I remember I was at the cafeteria and then you call or I, yeah, you called me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you called me. And then we started talking. What did you even say? You said I don't remember exactly what I said, <laughs> but um it was along the lines of like um I don't know. Like I think I told you something like you know, I I kind of I have feel feelings. The same way. I feel the same way. But like, but mm. <laughs> but it's not the right time. Pretty much, that was something like, like that. Like you my know. chest. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like it's not the right time, or like uh, I've basically I've been. Um, I think I said something like I've been holding back because like I'm not sure if it's the right moment for me or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, like, um, like that didn't really take care of anything the confusion yeah. was still there that's what i was about yeah, to say yeah. like the confusion was still there because you were like yeah but i would like for us to still be friends still talk to each other and all that and i was like yeah sure we can keep doing that i guess but it was it still remained confusing right like yeah but what it did though is that it made like us talking to each other more frequent mm-hmm. and um and trying to figure out like okay what exactly are we doing i don't think we had like another conversation specifically about that over the phone but it was like april the next year <laughs> 20 what 17 2016 yes mm-hmm. april 2016 we were invited to a wedding in montreal mm-hmm. from it was a youth director from the montreal church that was getting married so he invited all the young people from different branches so both of us were invited. We we're like, hey, let's meet up. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the one chance we get to meet up and like talk, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we met prior to the the wedding, and that's when everything got cleared up and yeah. started at the same time. So yeah. that's the date we consider our like anniversary. Anniversary. <laughs> wow, what a story! It was long, man. It was really long. What a story! I'm so interested. I have so many questions. Okay, yeah. so. Take me to like your headspace. You told this guy right now that you have feelings for him. You don't know what's going on. And he tells you, I have feelings for you too, but it's not, not the right, the right time. time. Yeah. So at that point, what makes you say, okay, I understand that this is a timing issue. I'm still going to stick it out as opposed to, I don't want this. Oh my God, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Just forgetting about him. Like what made you in that moment say like, okay, this is actually a timing issue and mm-hmm. not just forget it. He's playing with me. I, I don't I don't know like it was it was a very confusing time for myself because even before talking to him on the phone about feelings and stuff mm-hmm. like it was always in my mind I was always thinking about him and like sometimes I would get upset at myself like why like you don't even know if no. he's also thinking about you like yeah. why would you put yourself in that mm-hmm. and then like when I would get there then I would like go to God and pray I'm like okay God like and that was 
I don't remember how many times I made that prayer, but this one specific time I remember was like basically I need peace. Mm-hmm. And if he's for me, then okay, let him stay in my life mm-hmm. and let me be at peace with that. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then just take him away because this is too much confusion and it's really hard to be in that stage because like you're thinking all this and you want it to be real, you want it to be true, mm-hmm. but then also you want to be smart and keep and guard yourself because if it's not the same reality for him, mm-hmm. it just breaks you. Yeah. Right? So, like, if there was that prayer from me telling God, like, pretty much, like, I just need peace. If this guy's going to stay in my life, I just need peace about it. Mm-hmm. How he's going to stay, I don't know yet, but, like, I want to be at peace with it so that, like, whatever stage we get to, mm-hmm. I'm peaceful with it. That's the, the one prayer that I made. And I guess, like, when he told me that, I didn't really feel like, I didn't feel any type of way. I was just like, okay, I guess it's the, a timing issue, but he still wants to keep talking to me. He still mm-hmm. wants us to talk to each other. So mm-hmm. we're just going to keep doing that until the next thing. Mm-hmm. All I want is to just be peaceful. And like getting that off my chest, telling him how I felt was like one step ahead. It's like, okay, now he knows. And also it was good for me because I knew that it was the same thing for mm-hmm. him. I wasn't crazy yeah. or making up stuff in mm-hmm. my mind so yeah <laughs> and how about you Moses so now you receive a call from this girl you've been talking to and she tells you all of this I have feelings for you and you're sitting there like oh my gosh okay and you have to tell her that it's not a timing issue so when you hang up like what goes through your mind is she gonna leave is she gonna believe me do I have to get myself together like what what was what was your headspace in that time if you can remember I was just like like, I didn't know what was going to happen, to be honest. I kind of felt like, um, it, you know, she might just decide that, you know, just to move on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, obviously I had the urge because, you know, like he feels a certain way about the person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the person feels a certain, the same way about you. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I had the urge to, like, okay, let's just, you know, get together. But at the same time, I knew that, like, if if we got together at that time, like it wasn't gonna be, it wasn't gonna be pretty, basically, mm, just okay. because of where I was um, personally. Mm-hmm. Like I was in a very, um, I was in a very uh, kind of closed mindset mm-hmm. where, like, um, first of all, I was like, I was in a really hustle mindset. Like I was just like. You just need to hustle and get this money. Yeah. And stay single until you're 26. <laughs> and then start thinking about dating. Yeah. Right? So you would have started dating now. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like in that mindset. And I was like, I was really fixed on that. Mm-hmm. You know? And I knew that if and if, uh, if, and if I gave it a shot, I just wasn't going to give her the, you know, the type of relationship that I thought she deserved. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, that was one thing. And then the other thing was, like, you know, I wasn't sure if I was just, uh, just like, uh, chasing my feelings and not uh, not basically following God's purpose. Mm-hmm. So I also had to pray about it, you know. Like, I had to pray about it and um, kind of come to peace with it, too. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was uh, in April, I was kind of, I was in a better space, I think, mentally. I wasn't, like, you know, comp- 100% mm-hmm. worked, you know, ready and everything and all that. But I was in a better place where I could say, you know, okay, I can actually, you know, get into this relationship mm-hmm. and know that, you know, I can, we can make it work. 
No. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And now you guys are engaged and are about to take the plunge. Yeah. So following yeah. that, how about you tell us a little bit about your courtship? Now you guys are official. It's April 2016. Now the fun starts. It's like actual a courtship. This is my boyfriend. This is my girlfriend. And you guys are also long distance. So how did you guys navigate? What were some of the challenges you had? Tell us about the courtship. Uh, It it, it was hard. It's still (laughs) hard. (laughs) this the first 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 of all the fact that it was long distance and this whole long distance has been interesting for us because at first it was Ottawa Quebec mm-hmm. and for some reason when it was Ottawa Quebec we didn't really put that much effort into seeing each other mm-hmm. I guess because we were still trying to figure although we were kind of clear on what it was mm-hmm. between us we were still trying to figure out like how to make it work yeah. right there were a lot of things that we're not that pretty at the beginning like some i don't even know some bad habits that he had to to work on for himself that like is also affecting our relationship so like it took a lot a lot of effort for me to still stay and like understand that like i don't even know if i understood it at that moment but like right now when i think about it i guess i stayed because i knew there would be better after that so there was like just the beginning of it like figuring out a lot of things like even just communicating on the phone like being intentional about it like i we have to take time to be on the phone because this is the only way of communication that we have Mm -hmm. there was that and then um and then i don't know exactly how far in our relationship that happened but like I, i graduated from school and uh I really wanted to get a job right away. I didn't want to spend time without a job. So I was applying literally everywhere in Ontario and Quebec, like mm-hmm. the province, everywhere. And the first job I got uh, the interview for was in St. Catharines, Ontario. Mm-hmm. So I went for the interview. Um, the interview went really well. And then I came back home and then I we, we were on the phone. I was like, yeah, the interview went really well. And then it's like, what if you get the job? Like, mm-hmm. are you moving there? I'm like... Yes, I am. It's like, so what does that mean for us? Like, I don't know. And I remember, do you remember what you told me that day? You were like, I feel like I just learned how to swim and now I'm about to walk. Yeah, you just learned how to walk and now I have to swim in the (laughs) sea or something like that. Yeah, you said something so scary. I'm like, what do you mean? And I understood what you meant, but like, you just learned how to walk because, like, that was at the point where like things were getting better, better. between us. We're like we're, we had we had finally figured out like how to be together in a relationship, mm-hmm. in a long distance relationship. Like, like some of his bad habits, he, he started getting rid of them, and like I started like being more patient and all that. So like things were getting good, and now I'm about to go even further away, mm-hmm. which was already hard. So he said that I'm like what does that mean like do you want to end things like, yeah <laughs> what like it's like i don't know like what like you can't tell me that oh now my goodness did i say i don't know when you asked me that <laughs> i don't know if you said oh, i don't man. know but your answer was not reassuring <laughs> your answer was not reassuring and at that point we st- i still didn't know if i got the job or not so mm-hmm. it's like okay and then we're like okay maybe we're just getting ahead of ourselves let's yeah. wait until like we find out if you actually got the job or not mm-hmm. and then and you had an offer in montreal too wasn't it 
Did I have the offer already? Yeah, from uh, Industrial Avion. Yes, I, I had an offer from another job in Montreal, which would have been closer to him. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked the other job yeah, better. better. So I was <laughs> like, I want to wait for that one to come first before I say yes to these people. Mm-hmm. So a few weeks later, they call me. They're like, you got the job. When can you move? I'm like, okay, <laughs> whenever, I guess. <laughs> so at that time, we had still talked about it a little bit more. And then we had, like, we had decided that like, we would make it, make it work. Mm-hmm. How? We weren't sure yet. But then, so I decided to accept the job. And um, prior to me moving to St. Catharines, we met in Montreal. We met in Montreal. Because um, that's how we, dis- we started doing things. Because like, Montreal was halfway between Ottawa and Quebec. So we would plan a trip, uh, I don't know, once a month or something like that, yeah. where we would meet in Montreal and like, I don't know, have fun for a day and then go back to Ottawa and mm-hmm. to Quebec. So we met in Montreal, it was going to be like my last trip to Montreal before I, I moved to St. Catherine. So we're like, okay, what's our plan now? Because I'm moving there, <laughs> you're staying in Quebec, this is 10 hours now, it's not the small four hours we had before. Yeah. So... We spent time talking about it, and the plan we came up with was planes and PTO, <laughs> which is planes and paid time off. So it's like, yeah, we're going to have to fly and take time off at work for this, because we, we decided that we were committed to make you, making to it, make work, it work, because it made sense for us, and we wanted to stay together. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't know what would happen after St. Catharines, like, in terms of, like, who's going to move where, like when are we going to get married? Like, mm-hmm. and that was one thing that was interesting. Like we would talk about marriage, like randomly, like it wasn't scary for us. We would just talk about it mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So we made in Montreal and we come up with our plan, planes and PTO. That was our plan. So yeah. So I moved to St. Catharines is in Quebec city. And that has been the hardest thing ever. <laughs> I can imagine 10 yeah. hours, 10 hours. And, um, it's been hard. Like, emotionally because I'm like I'm with this person but I never get to see them them. whenever I want Mm -hmm. like if I see them it's been planned like weeks months in advance like Mm -hmm. we could never be like spontaneous with Mm -hmm. our relationship and like but also on the flip side of it it really helped our communication skills we got real good at communicating because like we had no other choice than Mm -hmm. to just speak to each other yeah that's all we had the only way to be with each other was to talk to each other over facetime every single day so Mm -hmm. even if i didn't want to i could just not i mean there were days i like it just was really bad we couldn't talk to each other because of whatever but like overall we couldn't just not decide to communicate because Mm -hmm. there was nothing else Mm -hmm. there was no touch or hug oh, okay like you're right here i don't have words but i can hug you mm-hmm. and i can still communicate whatever i'm feeling yeah all i had is like if i'm sad i have to, to say talk it. about why i'm mm-hmm. sad and it's annoying because sometimes i want you to guess <laughs> why i'm sad yeah right so it, w- it was really hard and it cost us a lot of money too <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it cost us a lot of money because <laughs> so our plan was to see each other at least once a month and we would take turns like who would fly where from where mm-hmm. so money airbnbs took all of our money mm-hmm. flights yeah it was hard it was mm-hmm. really hard and i don't know i feel like i've talked a lot <laughs> what was the question like what it's been like the challenges, the challenges in courtship, in courtship. <sighs> what are the challenges um 
communication was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big one, especially in the beginning. Um, I'm a very reserved guy. Like okay. I think most people that know me know I'm a very reserved guy. Um, I tend to not talk about my feelings. I think most guys are like that, but mm-hmm. I tend to not talk about my feelings or just keep to myself. Like mm-hmm. keep things to myself. It's not really like being. Uh, it's not like being secretive. It's just like. If you don't ask, I'm not going to tell you. Like, mm-hmm. If you don't ask, maybe you just don't want to know, right? So it was really hard for me to like learn that I have to tell her my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have to like constantly be telling her what I'm thinking, where I'm at, like in my thought process, and mm-hmm. like what I'm feeling. I'm like, you know, I, it was it was a new concept for yeah. me. Yeah. So uh, I, I I had to learn that, and I had to take care of. Like I think the the biggest thing in the beginning was like I said in the, uh, uh, before, uh, like the texting and like it would take me like hours to text back <laughs> uh, or like sometimes even a day. Oh and, my like, goodness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still really bad at texting, but I understood that like if I want to keep this girl, I really have to like get it together and yeah. make sure that I'm talking to her and replying to her. And, you know, making her understand that I really value her, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I had to work on that, uh, making sure I return her calls. You know, it seems like really, it's like self-evident <laughs> now that I, like, when I look at, at it now, but back then, you know, it wasn't, it just wasn't natural for me. Yeah. So, you know, I worked a lot on that. I worked a lot, a lot on um, just understanding, uh, understanding that um we're two different people Mm -hmm. like it just it seems cliche to say it Mm -hmm. but like in practice it's so hard to like keep in mind Mm -hmm. right because there's the way you think and there's the way you see things right Mm -hmm. where it seems so obvious to you Mm -hmm. but the other person who just has nothing to do with you know just a different person different upbringing different background you know different gender um you know, it's, it, you have to keep in mind that, you know, their way of thinking is different. Mm-hmm. And it's not worse or better. It's just different, right? So, you know, I, I had to learn to be patient. Uh, she had to learn to be patient too. A lot. <laughs> so I, I had to learn to be patient and be like, when things don't make sense to me, not be like, like why are you not making sense? But yeah. like, you know, kind of walk her through it, like ask her questions. Yeah. And, you know, go through it with her so I can understand better. And then make her understand me, like, where I'm coming from and where, like, um, where, uh, I guess, my thought process is and everything. Um, and then when she was moving to St. Catherine's, I was like, I was, I was like, what's going to happen to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I was really happy for her. Like, I was so proud of her. Like, she just graduated. She just got a job that she really wanted. Uh, but, like, it's so far, you know, mm-hmm. so far, so... I had to, uh, I guess I had to, like, come to grips with myself. Like, hey, like, you can't have both. You can't be happy for her. For her. And mm-hmm. at the same time, want her to stay in, in Ottawa. So, yeah. Like, so you have to, you know, you have to support her and everything. So, um, you know, that's when I decided, okay, let's do this thing. Uh, we're going to do planes and PTO. <laughs> I'm going to be flying there every two months. going to be flying to Quebec every two months. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, those are some of the challenges that I can think of right now. There's definitely more. I just maybe they're not coming to my mind. <laughs> yeah. 
What I'm hearing is a lot of death to self, like in both of your versions, Mm -hmm. just like both of you said, like learning to adapt to the other person, being more understanding, not just, you know, thinking within myself. You said that you're you're more reserved, but you had to learn how to communicate. Mm -hmm. And then Elgin, I also said that she also wanted to know where things were going and she had her own plan and she had to go away to school, but then she had to sacrifice her money. So it's a lot of sacrifice that was in the relationship. And I feel like even in today's society, people are so like quick to quit. Like Mm -hmm. it's so easy to give up. At that point, I always ask people questions like when you're in it, because me, I'm a... I quit things. Like, I cannot. I just, I don't believe in stress. So I'm just, I can't stress myself. Like, I actually cannot come and kill myself. I can't. So I would just be like, you know what? It's 10 hours away. It's not that deep. Um, if I ever move back, we could try again. But until then, um, see ya. Because all of that, like, I'm here having to change myself. Maybe I'm just immature. But it's all of this stuff that you have to do. Is like, is it really worth it? So... I just, I, I'm trying to understand in that moment, what was it that kept you going? Like, okay, yes, I have to do this. Because surely there were guys in St. Catharines. And surely there were women in Quebec. Mm-hmm. So why was it that you would invest your time, your money, everything like that in this one person when it's like against all odds at this point? When it will easily be simpler to just break up. Why did you guys stick together? I just really love this guy. (laughs) Like, like whenever I got to spend time with him, whether it was over the phone or in in person, like, Mm -hmm. again, there's that peace factor that I talked about earlier, where, like, I pray to God that I want peace. And that, that's all, like, it's always been there. Like, and all these things we've mentioned are not peaceful at all. Like, <laughs> taking the plane every, yeah. every two months, spending money on planes. On, and sometimes we had, like, flights that were canceled mm-hmm. or that were, like, late. Like, it was, it, was, it was very stressful. But, like, in the midst of it all, there was that peace that I had prayed for and that I always remembered. But also how I felt and who I am when I'm with him mm. and like I, I, I can see myself become better like when I think whenever I would think about our future I was like it looks really good to me mm-hmm. I want that I want these qualities that I'm seeing like I want a man like this to take care of my kids mm-hmm. I want a man like this to take care of me a man mm-hmm. that like really values me like when he's talking to me I know that like I'm the center of his attention like mm-hmm. i'm not fighting for it i'm yeah. not fighting to feel like mm. it's there with me like, yeah i've never felt that way like it's just like when i like I, I would see all those troubles but then there was him in the midst of all that i'm like we can we can do this can do we it. can do this we mm-hmm. can get there and like there's also like trusting god that like okay i prayed to you that take him away if that's not him yeah. or give me peace if that's him and yeah. you've been giving me peace so and knowing that God was with us too mm-hmm. throughout the way, I think it played a, a huge factor because, like you said, it would have been easier to just end things mm-hmm. there and go our separate ways and cheaper too because we spent a lot of money. <laughs> I keep going back to the bank, maybe because I work in the bank. Anyway, <laughs> it would have been cheaper for us. But like there was just knowing like this is the kind like when I would think of okay, what kind of person do I want to be with? Mm-hmm. Like spend the rest of my life with. And it would, it would be the answer to that. It's not that at that point we already knew we were getting married, like we're engaged and all that. We didn't know 
any of that but like thinking of the future thinking of like who is he as a person like is is kind he really loves me i know for sure like nobody has to convince me that he loves me i knew that mm -hmm. but also he loves god he serves god and like knowing that god has such a big importance for him i knew that if he if he loves god that much if he serves god then we, uh, god is so important to him mm -hmm. and for sure when it comes to me i don't have to worry because like the same god that i'm praying to He's also praying to this to that God, Same so God. Mm. we're gonna be good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all I knew. That will be good. So we just have to stick through it and make <laughs> it work. <laughs> mm -hmm. I I never thought about um, like the stress and everything. Like it really crossed my mind. Uh, mm. Like flights and everything, money and everything. Like it was just I just needed something I had to do, and like it was done. Like, mm -hmm. It's it's you're doing it, and you know it's gonna be done so like i guess maybe when like flights were delayed i was like ah, you know. <laughs> but i don't know like first of all it's knowing that god was with us that mm -hmm. was a really big really big part of it you know just knowing that all this is not in vain mm -hmm. it's not uh wasting my time uh it's not you know it's it, I, like she said i had that peace of knowing that it's not a waste of resources energy and time mm -hmm. right i knew that this was going somewhere and even though like you know it wasn't like defined or hey we're definitely getting married at this at this time or this date mm -hmm. i knew that like that's where we were going and i would look at her and i knew that you know like she's like i don't know maybe it's cliche but like <laughs> i would look at her and I, I would see like this is the kind of woman that i would want to be the mm -hmm. the mother of my children mm -hmm. you know the my partner in life you mm -hmm. know the person that i want to go through life with you know i would look at like the stuff that i'm going through and like how we work it out and you know when she goes through stuff how we work it out mm -hmm. and i was like this you know this is really going to be a good partner for me in mm -hmm. life and um like that i guess just superseded everything else mm -hmm. all the you know all the stress and all the um, and a lot of people actually uh, would ask me and funny thing like back back in the day mm -hmm. when I was uh, when I was in the world, <laughs> <laughs> if I can say it like that, I always used to tell myself like I don't understand guys that are in long distance relationships. <laughs> like what is wrong with you guys, right? But like and then those same guys that I would tell that they came to ask me like, hey, why why are you in a long distance relationship? relationship? And I would tell them like, listen, I this is the one. Like you know, mm -hmm. I, I this is the one and. Um, I understand that it's not about distance it's not about um it's not about uh, like proximity it's about you know the common purpose like where you guys are going mm -hmm. like where we're going so that you know that i think kind of um that like just keeping the eyes on keeping keeping my eyes on like where we're going mm -hmm. just kind of blurred everything else out mm -hmm. so it was yeah. uh, you know it was it, i think it made it easier for me mm -hmm. if 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 it was i think if he was with another another person i probably would have just let it go yeah <laughs> but yeah for her we probably saw it more of an investment in our relationship yeah than yeah definitely than like a stress a or stress like definitely yeah, yeah. All right. So fast forward, Moses. I want to focus on you now. At what point were you like, okay, 
this is enough. Like, this is my wife. I want to propose to her. I want to marry her. That's my woman. Give her my last name. I can't do this anymore. At what <laughs> point were you like, okay, this is it. No more games. Let's go. Um, I don't think there was like a definite point in time where like, okay, bam, this is it. I'm done. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm proposing. It was more of a process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I you know, kept growing, um, because you know I was still growing as a man, uh, still growing uh, as a as a boyfriend and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I thought to myself, like, th- you know, this is this is the perfect time for me to to propose. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I know, like, I know that I want to marry her, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, I have everything else lined up, so like. There's nothing. There's nothing else that's keeping me from, from, from proposing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I can't say that. <clears throat> I can't say that. Like, you know, I, I told myself, okay, I'm ready to be a husband, like, one hundred percent. But at the same time, I knew that, you know, I was. I, I don't think I can get to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm one hundred percent. I got everything yeah. covered. Yeah. Right. And I also knew myself. I know that I'm a very like reflective person. I take time to think. And all that Mm -hmm. and I told myself like I can't do that about this Mm -hmm. you know I can't I can't um, I can't be uh, you know just pondering on things that I already know Mm -hmm. right so at that point I kind of I decided that I wanted to meet her dad I hadn't met her dad yet because he lives uh, he lives outside the country so I kind of arranged for like a FaceTime Mm -hmm. uh, with him and he, he knew of me, obviously, because I've seen the mom. I had, I had met the mom and, you know, seen her multiple times. So I, I decided to arrange the, the, you know, the meeting. I talked to him, introduced myself. I'm like, hey, I'm this Moses guy you've been hearing about. <laughs> um, and I just want to ask for your permission because, you know, I want to ask her to marry me. And he said, yeah, uh, you have my blessing. Um, you know, uh, welcome to the family. Uh, and everything he had met my parents before mm-hmm. uh, so you know that made it very that I, get, I think that made it easier for me mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so I decided to do it and I, I went for it and I asked her and she said yes yeah Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so okay it's, that was beautiful I love the, the past that's a lot of information so fast forward now to this current stage now you guys are not yet married you guys have passed through the courtship now it's like you're engaged you're getting towards marriage so what are some of the difficulties that you would say here like what are some things that maybe you weren't prepared for are there any fears of the future are there anything like what is how is this season for you this season of engagement hmm. um there's still things like that we said communication i think we're still working on that mm-hmm. but like it's like one of my fears i guess it's like not being like well prepared for marriage at the same time i know that like i can't be 100 percent ready for mm-hmm. it because i don't even know what i'm getting ready for ready until for. i'm in it mm-hmm. right but like there's still that fear that like oh maybe i'm not doing enough mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, reading books about it, talking to other like people that are experienced and mm-hmm. all that. Like it's just that fear of not doing enough yeah. before it happens. Mm-hmm. But like I have to constantly remind myself that 
I won't be 100% ready for it mm-hmm. until I'm in it anyway. Yeah. So there's that. There's It's just that fear of not being ready for it. But also, like, the fact that we're planning a wedding at the same time, it's, um, it's, it's challenging for us because now it's not just us anymore. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to talking about wedding plans, it's like, our size of the families mm-hmm. that also have a say in this. So that, that I think has also been a real challenge for us when it comes to us talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, how do we like still like each other even though like we want to defend our families? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like, oh, but my parents are right and your <laughs> parents are wrong, right? So but like, how do we still like each other and like, uh, and still like, un- like, understand that our families matter to, to, to mm-hmm. us. There's that, but there's also um I was gonna say something else. I can't remember. And still love the families too. Mm-hmm. Yes, still love the families. Oh yeah, the other thing too is like being in this season of like being engaged, like there's like enjoying our engagement season, mm-hmm. planning a wedding and also not focusing on just that one day mm-hmm. that we're planning because like yes we're planning the one day but that one day is gonna start the rest, the rest of, of our lives so like yeah. how do we still like take the appropriate time to prepare for that which mm-hmm. still matters more than the actual wedding day so those those have been the challenges because i remember right after we got engaged we kind of got into wedding planning right away for some reason and i was like i i realized that like i didn't really enjoy that the whole being engaged thing because mm-hmm. like all our conversations were about wedding planning for mm-hmm. some reason. I was, we had to take a break. We literally had to tell each other, no more wedding planning conversation at least for a month. Mm-hmm. I don't care how late that, that means we're going to be, but we're not going to talk about it because it was having a real impact on our relationship. Like mm-hmm. We weren't enjoying the fact that we were engaged. Like It was mm-hmm. just that one day we got engaged and then like I, I came back to Ottawa and then it was all of a sudden, okay, wedding planning, wedding let's planning. go. So there's that there's that challenge of finding the right balance between okay now we're talking wedding planning and then okay now we gotta talk about us like what's going on between us our relationship mm-hmm. and also how are we preparing for marriage so mm-hmm. that has been really challenging mm-hmm. because for some reason wedding planning keeps taking most of our time <laughs> <laughs> for some reason and it's really annoying because it's only for one day mm-hmm. and it's not even 24 hours so it's really really <laughs> annoying me yeah but it has been really challenging for me like finding that right balance like getting ready for marriage but like what does that exactly mean like does it mean like i just spend my time praying and reading the bible or like what kind of other books should I read? Who should I be talking to? Mm-hmm. Am I talking to the right people? Like it's just been like those thoughts all those at the thoughts. same time. It's been it's been challenging, yeah. Mm. For me it's been um like life is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's daunting, you know. Just like sometimes we just think about like different scenarios like what if this happens Mm -hmm. like how is it gonna affect us or how would we go around going through it Mm -hmm. and there's also that uh that um i guess inherent pressure of being the um, being the head of the family yeah right it's it's very um it's very i think it's daunting for for i think most men Mm -hmm. because you know that you're responsible for the family and you're like you have to get your leadership to another level yeah like, you have to get your le- leadership to another level and you have to you have to i think die to yourself more mm-hmm. just because you're the leader you know because leadership demands that you know less of yourself and 
more of a servant, right? Yeah. And you know that's the hard part, like, like dying to myself a little bit more every day. Like I have to uh, put some of my own, um, I think, desires and urges aside, um, and you know just think about the the future of the family, mm-hmm. right? Like think think about uh, the relationship and you know how 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 is this going to be better for the relationship mm-hmm. and all that. So I think just you know going through that um going through that is 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 a whole process but mm. I thank God because um you know even though I know that my my family is going to be looking up to me you know mm-hmm. uh, as the leader I have God to look, to up, look to, up to right yeah. so you know that that gives me a lot of security and every time like I talk to God about it I get encouraged and everything so you know it's really uh, it's it's really nice I don't like I don't know how worldly men do it to be mm-hmm. honest like cuz like to be honest you you your whole family is looking up to you but like who are you looking up to like like yeah. where do you turn like <laughs> like w- you know like <laughs> like when you don't have a solution or you don't know what to do like what do you do you know you can't yeah. you can't just be like okay I don't know what to do like you know guys deal with it you know you have to you have to you know take responsibility and so it's really good it's really uh, i think securing for me to know that god is there mm-hmm. that god is there for me and like he's my leader and i'm looking up to him right um so yeah that that's uh, i think that's been what's uh, on my mind a lot mm-hmm. recently yeah. yeah the other thing too that i just remembered is also me learning how to trust him as a leader mm. it's been really hard I mean, I've been, I'm better at it right now, I mm-hmm. think. I think I've learned to, like, let him be the leader that he, 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 he has to be. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a challenge, and I think it still is a fear for me. Like, am I going to be, like, the support? Like, because I'm supposed to support you as your wife, but, like, am I going to do a good job at that, like, being there for you, mm-hmm. like, in form of supporting you? Or will I want to have my own way and not care of the fact that you're the head you're the leader and i am to follow you Mm -hmm. so there's also been that like thought like how do i do that am i doing a good job at supporting you and encouraging you at being there for you as like your wife or your wife to be or am i just like in that mindset of i'm an independent woman i know my rights or whatever you want to call it like Mm -hmm. i know what i'm doing exactly (laughs) there's that too so yeah, and actually, I want to add to that. Uh, I was talking about leadership earlier, and one of the fears is, am I going to be a good enough leader? Mm. Because you know, the title itself of oh, the leader of the family, the head of the family, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not a right to revendicate. Like, oh, yeah. I'm the head. Like, listen to me. Yeah. Like, it has to be. You know, it has to be leadership. Like. The person has to want to follow you. Yeah. Right? You can't just be like, I'm the leader, follow me, end of story. Yeah. Right? That's not how Jesus did it, mm-hmm. right? And that's not how we're supposed to do it. So it's just about like seeing her and all her awesomeness, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, so I have to be a really good enough leader for her to want to follow. Wanna follow. <laughs> wow, right? That's, that's pressure when you put it like that. <laughs> to want to follow like I hear you. willingly. Yeah. And you know, with a good heart and everything. <sighs> so, you know, that it's a lot of pressure, but like I said, uh, look up to God. You look up to God. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So, 
I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of this because it just popped into my mind and I think it'll bless somebody. So you guys are at this point right now where you guys, like I said, are in the middle, not quite married, but past courtship. I feel like for me personally, if I was in your shoes, I'd really be struggling because it's like, this is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and I love them so much. And being that we're millennial people and, you know, long distance, I would just be like, you know, let's kiss. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, yeah. it may yeah. just go further than just kissing. <laughs> but being that we are all lovely Christians who <laughs> abide by the way of the Lord, <laughs> I know that I'm not supposed to do that. So, yeah. in so many words, how do you guys fight the urge to just, you know... Yeah get at it like i feel like in courtship obviously it's it's difficult because it's your that's your boyfriend you love them but i feel like it's still easier to put boundaries because it's like you know that we're not supposed to do this till marriage yeah. but at your point it's like but we are getting, yeah, getting married. married so it's like basically behind the scenes in the spiritual realm you're already my wife like <laughs> basically we're just waiting for it to manifest in the natural so are we really you know what i mean so how do you guys deal with that how do you guys like what are some practical tips that you can give all of us that need help what how do you guys deal with that one uh, it's it's been hard i mean <laughs> We're in a long distance relationship. Exactly. So there's the fact that when we see each other after God knows how many weeks, exactly. it's like, oh, you're finally here. <laughs> but oh, we gotta end it here. here. <laughs> it's been it's been really challenging. And I don't know I don't even know like I mean the tips and like it's probably gonna be the general ones that like we've all heard from other people yeah. that give like workshops and seminars about relationships. And mm-hmm. those are the same tips that like we have try to apply like things like set boundaries Mm -hmm. and like you know yourself so don't put yourself like in a situation that's going to be sticky and all that but like to be honest it has not been easy for us and Mm -hmm. like and now we're in this weird position where like okay we have a date we know we even know when we're getting married we are getting married counting down we're (laughs) counting down the days right so i guess like what's kind of helpful is like the commitment that we have to uh to god and to Mm. each other to not like uh to not have sex pretty much because i understand like it's one thing to be told in church like don't have sex before marriage because Mm -hmm. god doesn't want it and it's one thing to understand it for yourself and Mm. like the way i understand it for myself like god is doing it to protect me to guard me so Mm -hmm. that like I fall because if I fall into it, then it probably is harder for me to get out of it yeah. than if I didn't do it in the first place. So mm-hmm. there is that. I guess that's that's really what has been like keeping me at this. I mean, I'm not saying it's been easy. Mm-hmm. Like we see each other just at high, we sit down and watch the TV and all that. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've been. Some days have we're like harder than others, and mm-hmm. it's just like being quick and not like. Um, I guess like allowing that to keep going mm-hmm. like that one time that when we slipped up and like hugged longer than we should have or kissed longer than we should have or mm-hmm. uh i don't know what else can i give as an example <laughs> i don't know but like pretty much just like not staying down there and mm-hmm. like oh okay we did it once let's just do it again let's okay. just do it again yeah let's just like like it's okay we already did it because mm-hmm. like 
I love God and mm -hmm. I want God to be happy with me. Mm -hmm. I want to be convinced that when I think, when God is thinking about me, is happy with me. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I am having sex, God is not happy with mm -hmm. me. And that bothers me. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel guilty and mm -hmm. that draws me away, from, it takes me away from God. Mm -hmm. And being away from God is not the best spot to be in. Mm -hmm. Like, it has, like, I've been there and it's just really not nice at all. Like, just to be. To, to be simple about it so there's that there's the fact that i love god and i want god to be happy with me and there's the there's also knowing that if i fall i have to get back up real quick and i have to go to god for mm -hmm. that and not let my mind to be like oh you already fell so like what's the point just mm -hmm. stay there yeah right there's that and just wanting god to be happy with me really mm -hmm. that's that's especially in that moment like we're at in that confusing mm -hmm. thing really what's been keeping me is like i want god to be happy with me mm -hmm. that's that's what it's been for me and it's not easy <laughs> it is not easy yeah I, I just want like august to be tomorrow <laughs> to get married yeah yeah definitely not easy um the thing that i tell myself um i don't know if it can help anyone but it's definitely helped me is um that love is patient mm -hmm. right and the one thing that i would never forgive myself of is if i dishonored her in that way mm -hmm. right so what i tell myself is that if i love her the way i say i do mm -hmm. the way that i claim that i do right mm -hmm. if i you know if i am who i'm claimed to be i have to you know i have to prove that in the way that i'm that i love her mm -hmm. right in the way that I am with her and the way that I abstain from, you know, uh, like going too far and go, you know, venturing into that territory. Yeah. And, you know, f for sure, there's there have been times where, like, you know, it got kind of shaky and mm -hmm. we're like, we kind of, we see that we're getting there and mm -hmm. we're like, okay, we have to stop and we have to, like, you know, get apart from each other. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I would say is uh, plan activities, you know, mm -hmm. have things planned. Yeah. don't have like um don't have like i guess it's easier for us because we always know when we're going to see each other yeah but like don't have a lot of uh dead time where you like you just you know you don't know like what we're just chilling do. kind of thing yeah whatever let's just watch netflix netflix and chill exactly right <laughs> so for us like something that's really helpful is like if we know we're going to be seeing each other for a weekend like, we have all these things planned for, mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to go do this, we're going to go visit this person, we're mm -hmm. going to go to the museum, whatever, right? Where, like, we're not spending too much time um, in a confined space, just to, just the both of us, mm -hmm. where there's time for, you know, those urges and desires to just uh, yeah, start, just start uh, mm -hmm. bubbling up in your mind mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's what I would say about that, yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. It's been hard, people. It's been hard. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not as easy as it looks when you know they're talking about it in church. Yeah, no. definitely not <laughs> as easy. So you have to, you know, you and, and you have to you have to be really intentional about it. You mm -hmm. know, it can't just be like, yeah, it can't be a wish. Like you have to be very firm. Yeah, with yourself. Mm -hmm. So right? honest with yourself. And yeah, you're exactly. All of that. Yeah, and know like the things that you know. Uh, like trigger you, trigger you mm -hmm. basically, and like once you figure those out, you just stay away from those mm -hmm. as much as possible. Yeah, 
Awesome, awesome. So, um, Moses, you did mention that you're a youth director, so that's like a pastor in training, basically, for people that don't know. <laughs> so, Al-Janai, um, I, I really want to ask, so are there any fears, any reservations? Like, you are just going from yeah. a regular old humble servant <laughs> to first lady. Like, yeah. it's, it's a big switch. So, yeah. how like, how is, how is that for you? Like, how is... Yeah, like understanding that okay once I become twofold as soon as I marry this man I'm suddenly a female pastor I'm a first lady I'm eventually gonna have to lead women you're gonna have to be a mentor to many like how is how is that how is how are you hmm. processing uh, it's scary <laughs> it's scary but like a few things that have really that have really helped me first of all like when he became a youth director or prior to it being announced I don't remember exactly how it was mm-hmm. but I re- he, he took the time to tell me like this is what's about to happen mm. and I need you to know because it is gonna affect you you too. yeah so I need you to know good job Moses <laughs> good job so he included <laughs> he, you in he that he did include me and mm-hmm. it's like I need to know that you're on board yeah with it because mm-hmm. it is happening right so that that was one thing that helped me because like I like it made me realize that he understood that like it wasn't just a simple thing. Yeah, sure, make me youth director mm-hmm. and let's move on with life. Like, yeah, there was someone else that was involved. Like mm-hmm. it was me. I was also had to be involved in that, and that helps me because it makes me understand that like whenever I have a hard time with that, like I can go to him honestly mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, I know I said yes, mm-hmm. I know I said I'm on board, but this is really hard for me right yeah. now of this and this reason there's that mm-hmm. that's that's helping me and uh, I guess just like knowing that for some reason we're getting married and I'm moving to Quebec right mm-hmm. and it's scary for me because I'm like oh, I'm about to be in a new city again yeah. I have to make new friends. friends I have to find a job mm-hmm. I have to like the people but like in the back of my mind and I guess it's been the same for you too because we've talked about it it's like we think there's something that God is about to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm scared because I'm like, am I going to be good enough for that? Like, am I going to be good enough for the people that God uh, will entrust in my hands? Mm-hmm. But like, in the back of my mind, like, I know that like something is like, it's, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a weird knowledge or I don't know, maybe there's a word for it that I can't find. But basically it's like knowing that something's about to happen and like God is about to do something good and great with us and slowly and like I'm, I'm ju- I've just been processing that in my mind and taking time to really talk with God honestly and be like I'm scared mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna be good enough for it I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do all these things that I'm I'm seeing mm-hmm. in the future but like then I remember of these things that we all know as Christians that like things like God take the weak the weakest people to like elevate them and mm-hmm. have them do great things and all that that encouraged me mm-hmm. but like bottom line is that I'm scared mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna be good enough for it but I am trusting God because again I always go back to my first prayer I want peace if mm-hmm. this is gonna be the guy that yeah. gonna put me with mm-hmm. so to be honest I, I really don't know if I'm gonna be the the, the first lady that's gonna be there like for people like i don't know how to do any of that but yeah i'm just gonna trust god on this one really. just trusting god eh? that's just it's just gonna be god and none of me <laughs> i don't know i don't know i honestly think you're gonna be awesome oh yeah. um, <laughs> like i 
one of the things, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. um, that I could see myself uh, going through life with her. Mm-hmm. I also had that in mind, you yeah. know, knowing that that's kind of the path that I'm on. Yeah. And I was looking at her and the way she serves in the church mm-hmm. and the way that she, you know, her, her walk with Christ, basically, mm-hmm. and her personality, too. Like, mm-hmm. she's a very uh, caring person, very mm-hmm. kind person, uh, very, um, you know, very trustworthy, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, just knowing that or like seeing her, right? Seeing her in like just being herself. I, I, I can see how I can see how it's going to play into into the ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, I don't know how to put it into like exact words yeah. right now. But, you know, you know, when you have an image yeah. and like you can see it. See clearly, it. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that that has really helped me to know that. Uh, you know, even though I'm on that path, mm-hmm. I'm going to have someone like that's going to be with me and that we're going to build something together. But she's also going to be, you know, supporting me in that way, mm-hmm. in any way that she can. So, yeah, that, that question wasn't for me. That was No, well, both of you, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> well, well, this has been amazing, guys. You guys have shared so much. You've been transparent. You've been open. You've taught. Even I've learned a lot. Um, so I just want to say, do you guys have any final words, just any tips, any advice for anybody who's in that in-between stage, who's about to cross over, who's in courtship and they're about to get engaged, thinking of getting engaged, getting ready to be engaged, are engaged, any last final words of encouragement, words of wisdom? I'll say in what, whatever stage you find yourself in, just always be intentional about like every single thing you're going to be, you're going to do in your relationship. Like, mm-hmm. Being intentional about it makes it different. It's different when I say, okay, yeah, like, yeah, sure, let's be on the call, let's talk to each other, and like, versus I want to make sure that I understand him and that he understands me, so I'm gonna do whatever it takes to be understood and to understand. So, mm-hmm. being intentional about every single thing, like, even like back when we had to be traveling all over the place to see each other, what helped me is like, I wanted that I wanted our relationship to work yeah. I was really really intentional about it and mm-hmm. this is one thing that he actually taught me the whole be intentional thing because like that was again at the beginning when like things were not working out and like we'd talk to each other like what's wrong and then we'll be like okay I'm gonna be intentional about it mm-hmm. now and like I would see the difference I'm like, yeah. oh, okay so being intentional works. <laughs> yeah so be intentional about everything you're gonna do in your relationship mm-hmm. um, patience Patience is a big word uh, for anybody that want that wants to be in a relationship. Patience is a big word mm-hmm. because um, you know you're gonna be you, like you, you're two human beings, so you're bound to clash. You're bound mm-hmm. to yeah. you know just there's gonna be things that you just don't like about the other person, mm-hmm. or they just don't make sense. Like, yeah, they just annoy you. Like how can someone be like this, <laughs> right? But at the same time, you have to understand that, like, that person is not you. Mm-hmm. And you also have things that the other person, like, just does not understand. Right? Yeah. And also patience uh, in communicating. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, it might be you might be in a space where uh, you just don't understand and it doesn't make sense. Like I said, you have to be patient and communicate like take time to like take yourself out of the equation mm-hmm. and like i guess take your emotions out of the equations mm-hmm. and be like okay so we're in this situation we're in this together let's try to figure out 
let's try to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. This is how I feel about this. This is what's going on with me. And, you know, just try to work it out, you know, try to work it out, try, try to work it out, be patient with each other. And, you know, you're going to go, uh, you're going to go far. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank, thank you, you for having us. On to the podcast and giving us all this wonderful wisdom. I hope we did. <laughs> oh, you guys definitely did. Again, congratulations. Thank you. Thank Can't you. wait till you guys are twofold. <laughs> Can't wait either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that wraps it up. That is our first episode, part one of When Purpose Meets Purpose with the lovely Elginai and Moses who are currently engaged. Join us next week as we talk to Sam and Latoya in Kanza who are married with a child one step further. And we find out how life is when purpose meets purpose. Until next time, sassy and safe, baby. This is why I love you. Ooh, this is why I love you. Because you love me. You love me. This is why I love you. Ooh, this is why. Because you love